You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. Thank you again for joining us here on the Locked On Hornets podcast. Can't imagine anybody is listening to this too early in the morning after had watching the NCAA championship game last night. Did you watch it, Doug? Oh, totally. Yeah, I watched the whole, <laughs> all of the basketball game. Tip off to the final buzzer. The winning team, the losing team, all of those guys. Yeah, I mean, which, whichever one, yeah, for sure. I'm glad it was a good game. A lot of people were discussing how it would be an awful game. It was supposed to be the worst game in championship basketball history. But we got a really good one. And hats off to Donnie Bennett, who is a Donnie Was that Donnie Bennett? Tony Bennett? I said Tony, but okay. Did I say Donny? I feel like you said Donny. I'm not <laughs> well, sure. We can check the tape, I guess. So it's going to be out there. So maybe I did. I like Donny Bennett better. <laughs> Doey Bennett? Is that his calorie oh, spike? There we go. Doey Bennett? That's good. I like that better. So Tony, ta-ta, pee-poppy. Tony Bennett. Hats off to him, who's a, f- a former Charlotte Hornet. So we will give him some props here today. And overtime, winning that championship. So cool to see him at least get a ring. Uh, hopefully, Kimball Walker can get a ring sometime here with the Charlotte Hornets. But we don't know if he's going to leave or not. And it might just all hinge on a playoff appearance for them. And if you're hoping that the Charlotte Hornets make the playoffs, then I would imagine most people do at this point. I don't know how many other people are out there hoping that the Hornets lose the next couple of games for just the one better spot that they have to get up in the NBA draft. I mean, I I imagine if you were pro tanking, then the damage has already been done enough to where you'd probably just rather see the Hornets in the postseason. I could be wrong, but here's the scenario. As we mentioned yesterday, the Hornets have to beat the Cleveland Cavaliers tonight and the Pistons have to lose to either the Memphis Grizzlies or the New York Knicks. And if that is the case, then the Hornets will go dancing. It'll be the last spot. Remember, that was that there was a fun time that the Hornets maybe could get all the way to the sixth spot. But the Hornets just going to be able to get to that eighth spot if they do go dancing. And so you have the Hornets. Uh, again, they're going to be the uh, – if you're a Hornets fan, I should say, then you're going to be a Grizzly fan tonight. And if the Hornets win, like I said, Pistons lose tonight, it would set up a win. And you're in opportunity in Charlotte against Orlando. Whoa. That would be tomorrow night. So against let's, Clifford. So doesn't look like those would be the two teams that you would pick in order to help you out if you're the Charlotte Hornets. It would not be Memphis – It would not be New York. The Grizzlies will play their final road game of the season Tuesday against Detroit. The Grizzlies enter that game with a 12-28 and road record. Not good. And they're 3-11 and this season away from home against Eastern Conference opponents. Even worse. 0-15 in 2017-2018. Yikes! You look at the guys that they have out. Avery Bradley will not be playing in this game. Joe Kim Noah will not play in this game. And Mike Conley, that's the big one that hurts. Mike Conley will not play in this game. I can't imagine that you feel really good about the Grizzlies or the Knicks getting a win over Detroit over the next couple of contests. Oh, man, this is going to be a barn burner, folks, in Detroit. You get to cheer for guys like Justin Holiday, a.k.a. the other Holiday, Bruno Caboclo. How about this, Ivan Broccoli Rob? Or is it Rab? I don't know. Tyler. I think it's Rab, but we'll use it for the sake of the joke. Ivan Broccoli Rob, Tyler Dorsey, and DeLon Wright. You yeah. like watching those guys? <laughs> you're, you're excited. Woo. That Those are the players that you're pulling for. 
You're hoping a guy like DeLon Wright goes off tonight against the Detroit Pistons. That's what you're hoping for. Now, interesting enough, you wonder if the Grizzlies even want to win this game because they have a pick that goes to the Boston Celtics this year if the pick falls outside of the top eight. Going to Tankathon, looking at the probability of that happening. Memphis right now, they are tied with Dallas, I believe, for the odds, for the best odds. Who's going to move up to that? It looks like the seventh spot, that eighth spot or whatever. They're right on the brink of that. They don't have it locked up, but it does look good. They basically have a 15.2% chance of that pick falling outside of the top eight. So I don't know if a win would negate that. I don't know how much that would raise the raise the percentage of that happening but for the most part even a win it looks like the Memphis Grizzlies would still be able to keep their pick and next year maybe in a stronger uh draft class maybe that that pick would be top 6 protected and so you you wonder if that would be better for the Memphis Grizzlies so who knows if they're actually wanting to win tonight anyway um it it's not a, a situation that I think looks good for the Charlotte Hornets as it really hurt them when Orlando beat Boston the other night. I'm telling you, this game really, it doesn't hinge on the Memphis Grizzlies and whether they want to win or not. It hinges on whether or not Detroit plays Blake Griffin because he looked terrible against the Charlotte Hornets, looked injured, looked miserable, didn't look like he really wanted to be there. And I think he's questionable for this game. And so if he plays... I think you got to give the Memphis Grizzlies a shot. If he doesn't play, then, you know, trade in your Memphis Grizzlies gear and buy some orange and blue. <laughs> you look at the Hornets going up against the Cavs tonight, just the injury status of every player here. Deladova is going to be out. Deladova, I should say. He's going to be <laughs> he out. He did the Tony Allen. That's what Tony Allen did. Deladova? He said, Deladova. Deladova, that's right. That, that was subconsciously <laughs> in my head as I said that. We love Tony Allen on the show. Uh, Nick Stauskas, he's going to be day-to-day. Kevin Love is going to be out of this game, and Tristan Thompson is going to be out of this game. Cody Zeller, out Shelvin Mack everybody's favorite Hornet he's day-to-day MKG day-to-day Marvin Williams day-to-day don't expect those guys to play in this game and so it does look like it's going to help you though more so than the injuries are going to hurt you because Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson going to be out you got to take care of this one Nada I know has changed his Twitter name right to the Hornets will probably lose this game because that would be something to expect from the Charlotte Hornets Uh, it looks favor it looks like a favorable matchup but then of course they they do have the Orlando Magic at the very end of the season and you wonder if Steve Clifford wants to get a win over his former team I would bet he does Oh, of course. I mean, he's a competitive... Even if they don't really have anything to play for, though, I would still imagine he wants to get that dub. No, I mean, listen, I think he's probably, you know, he's thankful for the opportunity that the Hornets organization gave him, and they certainly gave him plenty of years, didn't give him plenty of players. I mean, that was part of the problem. But I think Clifford thought, at least he said, he felt like he got a fair shake in Charlotte. So I don't think that there's like a ton of animosity, but certainly... As a as as ultra competitive and as egotistical as these NBA head coaches are, of course you want to go back, beat your old team, and you know wave to them. Oh, bye guys, we're we're heading to the playoffs. See you I, guys. I want to see if he sends just a bunch of guys right at Malik Monk and exposes him on, on defense. That's what I want to see. I bet he would do that. Wanting Donovan Mitchell taking his frustration out on Malik Monk now that he can take his frustration out on Malik Monk as an opposing team watch out for Malik Monk in that game 
I bet he gets exploited quite a bit. Find the show handle on Matthew Della Dova. <laughs> Della Dova. Find the show handle on most social media platforms at Locked On Hornets. Find myself on Twitter at Walker Mail. What's Doey Bennett? You're... <laughs> Matthew Della Dova. You're kind of losing it right now. It's scary laughs. That's a pee. <laughs> it does. You're scaring me right now. Kimba Walker was named Eastern Conference Player of the Week. We'll talk about that after the break. This is Locked on Hornets. Did we like the Marco Bellinelli experiment here no. in Charlotte? Or are we glad that he's kind of gone? I, I, I'm one of those that's kind of glad he's gone. I, I, one of the, one of the only players that has blocked Locked on Hornets on Twitter. Did he block us? <laughs> yeah. He blocked us. Did we come at him for something? Or? So I may have said, and I didn't at him or anything like that, but I may have said that his defense on LeBron James at one point resembled that of a potted plant. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Once again, congratulations to Doey Bennett for winning the national championship last night. It was a really impressive performance coaching guys like Kyle Fry. Oh, yeah. And, of course, you know, just being able to recruit somebody as talented as DeAndre Hunter, it really was impressive to see his 22-point performance in the second half. I was a big fan. That was fun. Calorie spikes here today on the Locked On Hornets podcast. Kimball Walker, or known as by his calorie spike name, Kimball Walker, or Kimball Whopper, I should say, <laughs> named Eastern Conference Player of the Week. <laughs> it's been a bad show for me today, man. I messed up a lot today. As we like to call him by his calorie spike name, Kimball Walker, punchline. So bad. Interesting thing about Kimba, a lot was made about Kimba working on his finishes around the rim in the offseason. Kimba has increased his scoring average this season by nearly three and a half points, and some of that has come from a two-percentage point increase in his two-point percentage field, uh, his two-point shots that he's taken from the field. But his percentage from zero to three feet is exactly the same as it was last year. Whoa. It's his mid-range game that has dramatically improved. According to Basketball Reference, he's shooting 47.6% from 10 to 16 feet and 46.2% from 16 feet to the three-point line. That's up seven percentage points and three percentage points, respectively, year over year. Kimball Walker being named Eastern Conference mm. Player of the Week. We've seen a lot of improvement from him this season. Certainly his best season in the NBA. It might just get him an All-NBA selection what do you think about his improvement in those areas, Doug? Well, those numbers shocked me because we did talk a lot about how Kimba was putting a renewed focus on his ability to finish around the rim. Now, he is drawing uh, more shooting fouls this season than he did last season, and uh, he's also near the top of the league in charges drawn again. This is like the second or third season in a row that Kemba Walker, known for his ability to draw charges, right now he sits at 26 with two to go. That puts him fourth in the league. He's the top guard and one of only three guards in the top three. Can you guess who the other two guards are? Uh, Mike Conley would be one. I don't know if that's somebody that takes a lot of charges. I don't have a wrong sound effect loaded in here, so I'll use this instead. 
That's incorrect. A oh, a gong is a perfect wrong sound effect. Uh, I'll give you one more shot. Uh, what about Kyle Lowry? That is correct. Oh, wow. All right. Kyle Lowry, Feel one myself. of them. All right. Do you can you get the second? The second one's hard. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give you the second. The one. second one is hard. Oh wow! No way, James Harden. No! Oh mm. man, that was close. I, I fell for your trap though. It was Tim you led Har- me down. It was Tim Hardaway. Junior. Oh, this is history. Oh, I was about to say. Okay, no, no, Tim no, Hardaway no, Jr. No. Tim Hardaway Jr. <laughs> <laughs> I, was <gonna laughs> say, I was about to say this is history. This is a single season or whatever. Yeah, Tim Hardaway Jr. I never would have guessed that. I'm glad I got Kyle Lowry, though. I feel like that made up for my Mike Conley. I thought Mike Conley was a good guess, but Kimba Walker certainly a guy that constantly draws fouls. And we saw him named Eastern Conference Player of the Week. This is the seventh time that's happened to Kimba. It is the most in franchise history. And, Doug, I didn't think that it was all that possible when we were talking about it, at least when Brian Windhorst discussed in his article. Wendy that a lot of people could be contending for that last guard spot on the third team, basically, all-NBA selection. It'd be Bradley Beal, it'd be Clay Thompson. But with Kimba, if, if voters are checking for the what-have-you-done-for-me-lately stats, and Kimba gives you an Eastern Conference Player of the Week and really the last full week of the regular season, I don't even know if they'll give one out one more week with just a couple games left. I don't even know if that's going to happen. So Kimba Walker, if it's not the last, it's the second to last. And Kimba Walker putting up the numbers that he's done here, maybe even with a playoff berth, because it's it's possible. I don't know if it's probable, but it's possible that Kimba could get his team into the playoffs and he would end it with an Eastern Conference Player of the Week. You know, I could see Kimba Walker actually getting one of those last spots. I think it's very possible. And I talked with guys like uh, Dan Favel. Dan Favel said he would have Kimba Walker faves. over Bradley Beal. He is my faves now that he said that. Steve Ashburner said a playoff berth would really make him reconsider having Kimba Walker there. He puts a lot of importance on the playoff berth for Kimba. I don't, but do we need to put importance on the actual playoff berth? I mean, he miraculously, Kimba Walker miraculously drug the Charlotte Hornets back into playoff contention when everyone had counted them dead. I didn't see Bradley Beal doing that for the Washington Wizards. Excuse me. If you're going to check on stats, how about you check at the win-loss record of the Washington Wizards? I'll save you the time. They're out of the playoffs. (laughs) So that really, yeah, that's, that's... You've been a crazy man today. Bradley Beal, not not getting in the playoffs, that might even put him behind Kimba in a lot of people's minds. So you have to wonder, Clay Thompson would be the number one guy he's probably battling right now. And Clay Thompson, if he got in, I don't think a lot of people would have a huge problem with that. Get out of here. He's a number number two, he's a number three. How about putting guys that are number (laughs) one players on their team on, look, I mean, we're talking about the 15 best players in the NBA. You're right, Clay Thompson's trash. I hate him. Hey, get him out of here. I'm, 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 look, Kimba Walker is the absolute single reason, other than Frank Kaminsky, that the Charlotte Hornets are Bacon. in, yeah. <laughs> Frank Zilla, Same. that are, they're in playoff contention, and I think he deserves some credit for that, whether or not the Detroit Pistons trip one more time and allow the Hornets an opportunity to, to do this. Thing. I think, have people forgotten enough about that bad month of December? Because do it in December. Yeah, <laughs> because you have been preaching yeah. quite a bit here on the show to do it in December. Dwayne Bacon, Frank Kaminsky, a lot of the players weren't doing that. Kimbo wasn't doing that. 
Kimball Walker he's was not bad, doing well, he's it. Bad, he's had bad Decembers <laughs> yeah. for two years in a row now. That's what he does. Uh, he, he has bad He's Decembers. the Easter Bunny. Don't count on him in December. Yeah, Kimball Walker is the, Easter, in the, is the uh, Eastern Bunny. Eastern Bunny. I like that. He's the yeah. Easter in the Eastern Conference I assume bunny. be the Western Bunny, though, if he goes to play with LeBron. You know, and, and we look at the attractive basketball situations that he could possibly go play with. If he does not get all the money that would come with the Supermax contract, you know, it feels like that would be the only benefit to staying here with the Charlotte Hornets at this point in his career possible that he could get an all-NBA selection and be eligible for that Supermax contract. Thanks again for joining us here on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. We're coming to you from the Gittimer.com studios in Uptown Charlotte. If you're in sales and need help, visit Gittimer.com today to learn how they can help you do the one thing you want to do, and that's make more sales. We'll be back after one more break. This is Locked on Hornets. So wait a minute. Do we value players that forget plays all of a sudden? I thought we were. <laughs> we loved LeBron James because he remembered he could cite to you every single play from every game he's ever played in. Now all of a sudden, we like players who have no idea what happened on the previous play. I don't think you want him to play scared, right? It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Doug has been in a phenomenal mood this entire recording. And not that I have any problem with it. It's just a little unusual. Not that Doug is in an extremely bad mood every single time when we record. It's just that there has been an extra something on it today. A lot of weird. It's bordered on the line of, I think, whether he's actually having an evil laugh or whether it's just genuine joy. <laughs> Couple that's things, that's couple, what it sounds like every time yeah. that you've laughed here today. Well, a couple of things are going on. Number one, I feel like this is playoffs, playoff basketball going on right now. We are in round negative one of the NBA playoffs for the Charlotte Hornets. They have to win this game. They have to win against Orlando. They need some help from Detroit. But this is every game means something. It's 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 part of why you know people love college basketball despite it being a lesser product is because. The, the games just each carry more significant weight because there are less of them and because they have such a dramatic effect on on the on the top 25 standings and and I just I love this every game meaning something the Charlotte Hornets are playing a lot better so you got that going on plus I didn't pee before the show so I've got <laughs> that, that extra and that's and that's what it really is yeah I'm 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 in the zone not peeing before the show is what has really happened to you you're today. in the zone so I want to go to some of the things that the Charlotte Hornets have to look forward to as far as assets coming their way. They actually have some assets coming their way. The Hornets will receive the Washington Wizards second round pick in the 2019 NBA draft due to the Denver Nuggets clinching a top five record in the NBA. And that pick will land anywhere between 36th overall and 38th overall. And we thank Dylan Jackson. You can find him on Twitter at Dylan Jackson NBA for that stat. We saw him tweet that out. And Doug, you put... Whether uh, you went to see if he was actually right on that, just kind of look at some information for yourself. You found out that he was, and that's good for the Charlotte Hornets, especially 
with a team that is led by Mitch Kupchak, who has shown that he can find some gems late in the draft. So 36th overall to 38th overall, a pretty good get for the Hornets. Yeah, by the way, uh, no offense to Dylan Jackson, but I, I don't believe anything that I see on the internet, especially at first glance. So I had to go and... No, you, you know, have a battle with Dylan Jackson. You guys don't like each other. It's pretty obvious. Well, that's true. I think it's because he spells Dylan with a Y. You don't like Dylan with... We had this conversation before about names that are spelled differently that we like. What ah, was, Dylan's fine. Dylan's fine. Dylan with a Y is okay. I was about to say, that's not all that different. Uh, listen. But that's I, the, in fact, I feel like that's the normal way is to spell well, Dylan. You is that right? So. You think so, and I, I disagree. Are you going I-double-L? Oh, I like, yeah, D-I-L-L-O-N. Yeah, like is, Dylan Brooks, is, who is, by the way, injured, not playing for Memphis tonight <laughs> if you're following along uh, the Memphis Pistons game. How many other ways do you spell Dylan? Oh, there's so many. I mean, uh, D I L Y N. Um, now D- we could. He could be Dylon Jackson. Oh, there you go. I'm then gonna. I, co- then, uh, I that, be, then I would be into it. That's how we're gonna. That's how we're going to speak of his name now. It's Ooh. Dylon Jackson NBA. Find him on Twitter. This 2019 second round pick that the Charlotte Hornets are getting from Denver is kind of nuts because it goes all the way back to a trade that happened in 2015 between Atlanta, New York, and Washington, and then another trade that happened between Atlanta, Denver, and the Clippers, so two, uh, three-team trades, then Denver trades with Orlando in, two, in 2018, and then finally this pick that could have been Washington's pick, could have been Denver's pick, ends up being Denver's pick, is a result of the Charlotte-Chicago-Orlando trade that brought Bismack Biombo to Charlotte. They picked up this uh, second-round pick that had all of these conditionals on it, and the Charlotte Hornets are all the better. And, I mean, props to Mitch Kupchak. That That's is, basically a first-round pick. No, I'll tell you what. Out of all the people that wanted the Charlotte Hornets to tank, that's how you tank is getting big boy contracts and attaching assets to them. And so to have a 36th to, to about basically 38th is what it is. If you yeah. have any one of those while bringing on a, a big contract, that's you know, Zach Lowe talks about that all the time. Just and anybody who kind of scoffs at a top 55 protected or you know basically any kind of second round pick that's thrown in to make deals happen. You know, this is what it can turn into. It can turn into a Devonte Graham or a Dwayne Bacon. And Mitch Kupchak, what he's shown to do is that he might package one of those second round picks to move up further in the second round, like he did with the Devonte Graham, because they did not have that pick. They traded in order to get up there to select Devonte Graham. And so now Mitch Kupchak being able to get that, pretty impressive. You know, and something that a lot of people might not give Mitch Kupchak credit for because who in the hell knows this unless you follow the NBA very closely like Dylon Jackson does. And when he does, then we get some extra gold nuggets here to Ooh. find out about the Charlotte Hornets. Famous 37th uh, picks include uh, Josh McRoberts, former Charlotte Hornets. What, when, Luke was he Mute. when was he selected? Uh, 2007 for McRoberts, and then followed by Mbamute in 2008. Uh, famous 36th pick would be Mo Cheeks and Irsan Ilyasova. Okay. I mean, Mo Cheeks, Mo Cheeks is a Hall of Famer. Close to it, oh, maybe. Man, they might want this 37th, though, because there's Nick Van Exel. You got Jeff McGinnis. You've got Mehmet Okur, who was a all star. One time all star, <laughs> right. Eddie House, who hosts a show on the Locked On Podcast Network, by the way. He's on Locked On Suns. Anytime I think of Eddie House, I always go back to, I think it was a Charlotte Hornets Miami Heat series where Eddie House was playing for the Heat. So it would have been early 2000s. I think it was a playoff series, if I'm not mistaken. And I remember 
somebody holding up a sign, our Eddie is better than your Eddie. And of course, they were talking about Eddie Robinson, the the great Hornet, who I don't understand why anybody would remember Eddie Robinson unless you're a diehard Hornets fan. But that's always what I think of when I think of Eddie House. Listen to the last four 38th picks. In 2017, you had Jordan Bell. In 2016, you had Pat McCall. In 2015, are these Derek, the last best Warriors picks or 38? Yeah, basically, they all they all just sort of gravitate towards Golden State eventually. Darren Hilliard, not, not very good. <laughs> uh, but 2014, Spencer Dinwiddie was a 38th overall pick. Chandler Parsons in 2011. And that's all. You got I got anything? Right you got Eduardo Nahara, famous uh, <laughs> okay. Charlotte Bobcat. I'll pull a few more out of that. But the point is, I've just read you some names. I like 36. I want more before you prove your point. 36 through 30. (laughs) Fernando Martin? I mean, come on. Hit my mic. I'm so excited. You are very excited. We need to to have like a quarter jar or something every time we hit the mic. Uh, It's Chris Duhon, Steve Blake, Tito Maddox. I mean, my God. I'll take Steve Blake on my team. So you get a 36 to 38th overall pick. That's going to be, hopefully, pretty good for us. But here's the thing. I know that second-round picks don't get guaranteed money, but normally the first five to seven, even to ten second-round picks do end up negotiating guaranteed contractual money. So there's a question if the Hornets decide to bring back Kimball Walker and they tie up a bunch of money, could they even afford to make this pick? They could end up using this as as bait for another asset all right thanks for listening to lockdown hornets here on the lockdown podcast network you can follow us on twitter and instagram at lockdown hornets you can subscribe to us on apple podcast stitcher overcast wherever you get your podcast just search lockdown hornets we'll talk about the cleveland game tonight hopefully the hornets don't screw it up and then we'll take another look at their playoff chances going forward demarco johnson university of north carolina at charlotte go 49ers Ooh.